Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, as we've mentioned, we've been uh, talking about uh, the Basic Income Project, about uh, a number of different things that are uh, dealing with people that are facing challenges in our community right across the province, uh, which is why uh, so many folks were upset about uh, some of the yearly announcements, of course, by the Ford government, uh, first of all, killing the Basic Income Project, uh, even though they had promised during the election campaign that they wouldn't do that. Uh, and another is a, a rollback. We didn't get a whole lot of detail about this, but this is going to have a significant impact as well. Uh, as part of that legislation, uh, the the previous government uh, had also planned, of course, to uh, to increase uh, the OW payments uh, by, uh, well, I think it was about 5, 1.5%. Uh, anyway, 3%, I'm sorry. And the, the government now, the Ford government has said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, it's going to roll back to one5 uh, and, of course, there's a minimum wage thing, and on and on it goes. And uh, if it doesn't have an impact on you, it's probably not on your mind. But it is having an impact on you because those that are in dire circumstances these days are, are basically reaching out and, and trying to get help. That's why we have food banks. That's why we have problems with, with social service costs. And, of course, that goes on to your property taxes to a great extent. So it does have an impact on you, whether you think it does or it doesn't. This is why this report that I've got in my hand right now is so important. It's called Hunger Count 2018. Uh, Hamilton Food Share, of course, uh, did some counting and got some folks to uh, answer some questions about this. And uh, the picture that this paints around is very, very troubling. I want to bring Joanne Santucci into the uh, discussion. Uh, Joanne, of course, is with Hamilton Food Share, and she joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Joanne, thanks for the time. Great to have you with us again today. Uh, lovely to talk to you, Bill. Listen, we, we've known that there are concerns here and some problems, and, and we, I think, probably were thinking, hey, you know what, we're trying to get a handle on this, and there were some programs that were being put in place. But the, the picture that these statistics paint right now is pretty troubling and pretty scary. It's very alarming, Bill, very alarming. Where else is there to go? Well, you know, that's, people, that's the question. The I mean, the, the people in these situations, they're no longer deciding whether to go out on a Friday night or stay home because they have to get their rent and all that paid. They're now deciding between medicine and paying the rent. Uh, kids' clothes for school, paying the rent. Uh, it, it's between basic necessities now. How much desperate does it have to get, Bill, before someone says, enough? Well, a lot of people are saying enough, and, and that's why these, these cutbacks that have been announced already, even in the first couple of months of this uh, new yeah. government, are, are rather troubling. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking it's at some of the stuff. It's a betrayal, Bill. Well, it's well, a betrayal. Well, it is, and, and especially, you know, we, the basic income thing. I know we've talked a, a great deal about yeah. this, and, and, and that's one of the things that bothers me. I mean, if, if they had campaigned and said, you know what, if you elect us, we're going to cancel the program, yeah. I, 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 I would disagree with that, but at least I'd say, okay, you, you're being fair and, and upright about this. But to simply say you're going to do this and then not, and then even to roll back the increases in OW that the other government had already proposed, that, that was legislation that was passed, as a matter of fact, uh, you, you have to wonder about the impact this is going to have on people. And these are the people that you see almost every day, if, let alone every week, at, at, at food banks right across the city. You know, uh, there's a little saying on top of that hunger count, and I think about it all the time, and it says, hunger is the price I pay for the roof over my head. Can you imagine when you go home tonight, I want people to listen to this. When you go home tonight, just think about that. Where you're having a meal, you worked hard for it, all those other things. Just know there are others who are in a, a shelter, and the price for that shelter is going without food. I, I don't could. know how much more we can talk about it. I don't know how much more 
provincial governments can allow this kind of proliferation of poverty. What they're actually doing is downloading the absolute responsibility of our safety net to our local community, and it's not right. We fought hard for that safety net. We fought for equality uh, in the economy for, for decades, and here we are. Every provincial government, almost everyone, starts to untangle it, starts to dismantle it, and there are holes. And I'm not just talking little rips in that net. There are gaping holes in that net. Children are going hungry on the street. This is not right, Bill. It's not right. Well, there are plans, and, and there were programs in place, and, and you know we've we've tried, obviously, to make some accommodation in this, but uh, as I was mentioning in, in my earlier comments, Joanne, I mean, this does eventually fall onto the community and try to do something about this. And I, I can remember back when I was on city council, I, I was on the, the, the affordable housing uh, task force that was involved in that, and uh, and I, I got a, a an, an idea at that time because I know one of the first things they said is, uh, and and anybody knows this by the way, when they go to apply for a mortgage, even if uh, you know if they're in a exactly. much better financial situation, they'll say, listen, yes. oh, this this percentage of your income should go to to accommodation, to to rent or to to mortgage payments, whatever it is. And I, I think it was something like twenty five or thirty percent. They said thirty percent. Thirty. If you go above that, she yeah. says you're really pushing the envelope. A number yeah. of the people that were involved in this report are paying more than half. 50% of, of yes. the money that they get is going just to put a roof over their head. Now, this is from, like, over the, the, I've been around for 28 years, Bill, and I'm telling you that the call today is evidence-based data. This report is evidence-based data. The basic income was going to provide evidence-based data. No one was secure after that three-year period, but we were going to analyze that data and see how best we can attack poverty in this province, given all of that information, right? Now, CMHC, Canadian Mortgage Housing Company, are the actual ones who say, that you know, there's a there's a a myriad of measurements or metrics involved in knowing whether you have uh, you're at high risk of homelessness. And one of them is if you pay between thirty and forty nine percent, you're at high risk of homelessness because you're not going to be able to afford the other things. If you pay more than fifty percent, you're at extreme risk of homelessness. This is the amount of basic income on these benefit programs the government is giving people. They are putting them at extreme risk of homelessness at a time in Hamilton where a lot of our shelters are operating at capacity. We can't afford to have even 50 to 100 people hitting the street losing their battle with poverty. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. In Hamilton, there is no city more engaged in eliminating poverty right here in this city. We have a fantastic city council who is now really... Um, committed over $50 million for more um, affordable housing, more uh, subsidized rental units. You couldn't get a more engaged community. We have unbelievable food and financial donors given to this system to ensure that people have enough to eat. We are doing our part. What is not being done is uh, looking at the provincial government to put those rates back at a place where there are humanitarian levels, where children aren't going hungry and not having formula to eat in the morning or and children going up to school with no lunches it's not right and it's on them if you're making 1100 bucks uh, uh, if you're on ontario disability for instance i forget what the monthly payment is i guess it varies to a certain extent and if okay. you're paying 700 dollars out of that 1100 bucks just to put a roof over your head 
how do you feed your family? How do you buy groceries? How do you pay the hydro bill? I mean, these are the questions that people are facing. And and I know that you're thinking, oh, come on, this is Hamilton. People's not. They are in that circumstance, and they're having to make those decisions. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I have talked to some of these folks, and and some of these great agencies, including obviously you guys at Food Share, but Good Shepherd and St. Matthew's House, yeah. and some of the others. And they're saying, look at you know what? This individual, I won't mention the name. Uh, has has a debilitating disease. That's why they're Ontario Disability. They can't yes. afford the medicine because they have That's to right. pay rent and they have to buy groceries. They can't afford the medication that they need. That's the kind of circumstance that a lot of people in this city are facing. You know, on the taxpayer base in the province, every man, woman, and child pays between 2000 and 2500 in and around there to do nothing about poverty. Can you imagine if we actually took that money and used it to do something with poverty? This is what it costs us to do nothing. That's, that's, that's just extraordinary. And, and I know, too, that um, I talk to people all the time, Bill, and, they, and, you know, and, and they're not complainers. They're just saying it's really, really hard. It's really tough. I don't know how I'm going to make it next month. Some come back a couple times a month because they just can't do it. If you are making $700 a month and your rent is 800 do the math. You're going to a hot meal program. You're coming to the food bank a couple of times. Whatever it is to, to to put food on that table, you know what I mean? It, it's gone too far. And, and we're hearing again, and the, the frustration here. We're hearing again hollow words from the government. I mean, when they canceled the yeah. basic income program, uh, the minister Lisa McLeod uh, said, "Well, our, you know, it's a patchwork thing. It's a pilot project for heaven's sakes, minister. I mean, people know that, yeah. and you know, yeah. and it was working. And we've talked to people that were on the program, and it was having yes, an impact. But she says, no, our goal is to put people back to work and keep them there. Well, yeah, yada yada yada. I mean, show us how." Because uh, I know, know some of these people. I mean, the, uh, a 49-year-old who gets laid off uh, from his job and all of a sudden has no income, it's pretty tough to simply say, i got to go find another job, because they're not that plentiful, if you're, especially if you're geared into one particular lifestyle. And, uh, and I've heard all the complaints, Joanne, and you've heard this for yeah. years. Well, go back to school, better yourself. Yes. Easier said than done when you've got a family to feed. Sure. Like when 39% of the people are kids, what is this, you know, what are we sending the kids out to work? 37% are disabled. 35% are on OW already required to do job searches. You know what I mean? We have about 1,800 households right now at extreme risk of homelessness. This is urgent. This is urgent. And we have a provincial government who's, who's now thinking about, well, do some other pro. Let's just throw everything out. Don't start over. Why start over? We have a ton of evidence base right now that can help us and help these people move forward. It's not right. And it, at some point, something has to get done. The, our city is doing our part. We, I, I can't believe how generous this city actually is. I'm so happy we live here. And I'm so happy for the people who are, have to go through this, that they live here in Hamilton. You know what I mean? And right now, Jim, this is, Bill, this is even a gift, uh, bringing more awareness to the situation here. And I thank you so much for that today. Well, because these numbers need to be talked about. I mean, and, you know, we are thank talking you. about uh, food banks, and, and food banks are, are, are part of the, the solution. It's not the entire solution. Affordable housing, no. and you talked about that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, City Council deserves a lot of credit for actually making that commitment, uh, as they have. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, something that a lot of people may just sloth off as an insignificant statistic is most of the people that we're talking about right now are paying market rent if they do have accommodation. Uh, which Because uh, I know there's a, there's, a, there's a misconception, Joanna, from a lot of people saying, oh, if you're on low income, you just move into geared to income. Yes, we do have geared to income units, but not enough of them. 
not enough to supply for the supply for that's needed right now. So people are forced to pay market rent, which means look at I'm not making much money. I've got to pay seven, eight, nine hundred dollars sometimes to get a one bedroom place or even just a room somewhere, which leaves you no disposable income to pay anything else. They're saying now all of the analysts around jobs, jobs and all that, it takes $18 an hour just to get an average apartment. And the average apartment is now going to be in around $1,000. Well, if you're making 700 what does that mean? Well, uh, you know, if it says, you know, there, there's the calculation about how much you actually need to make to be able to afford a place. And then contrast that against the minimum wage that's being paid. And that's why you've got some of these people which we call the working poor, are working two, sometimes three part-time jobs to try to make enough money. It, it really is true. I don't know how much faster they can dance. You know, you can shoot bullets at the feet. They can't go any faster. They can't get any more jobs there are. You know, uh, we, we talk about children, and we have, like, babies coming to the food bank. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, when I think of that, I think, my goodness, what has this become, this whole political foray of, of really blaming poverty on the poor? What has come of this province that they would let babies go hungry in communities across the province and play politics with that? It boggles my mind. This city and all of its supports produces through our food network um, something equal to almost 9,000 meals a day. Food equal to that is being brought in and distributed back out again. These are the frontline agencies who are dealing with this day in, day out. And food is helping to supply that food going in and out. And I, I got to tell you, Bill, they are the real foot soldiers in this war against poverty. Hearing that over and over and having this uh, basic pilot program as a as finally something evidence based finally from from that program we're going to figure that out and i'm going to tell you about that program most people understand lico as low income cutoff measure that's usually where revenue canada says if you don't make money your household doesn't make money above that level you're usually living in poverty the rates that people were getting on basic income pilot project was only about 75% of that level. It wasn't even up to that level where you can say, okay, you've made it past the poverty mark. They were still under it. And it still had massive gains for people. Still. These numbers, and again, I want to I want to put these out here just so our listeners get some idea of exactly what we're talking about. I know you see this on a daily basis, Joanne. But uh, on a typical day in Hamilton, 33 seniors will seek help at a food bank. On a typical day in Hamilton, 276 children. That's a big number. 276 children every day will line up at a food bank to get enough food from, from, from the food bank so they can eat three meals a day or two, depending on exactly. And, and that's, uh, by the way, part of the other problem, too, is, of course, keeping those shelves full at the food bank. And I know you do an outstanding job with food share, but again, it comes down to the community having to step up and say, look, it, we have to do what the government won't do. That's exactly what we have to do. And we have to stay advocating and we have to hold provincial governments accountable. When you say 276 children line up a food bank, shouldn't they be out playing? Isn't that what being a child's about? Once a child uh, experiences hunger on an ongoing basis, they have cognitive impairments. That starts to develop. And if that hunger prolongs, those states prolong, though, those uh, impairments can remain permanent. We're now, we're now affecting the next generation of kids' learning capabilities just because of provincial rates for OW and ODSB. Like, 
That doesn't make any sense. There are 6,000 people on the waiting list for affordable housing in this community. And the, and the numbers are getting larger and larger and larger. And, and, and by the way, as bad as that is about that waiting list, uh, it's worse in other communities. And, and some of those people are now saying, well, I'm going to go to Hamilton. At least I may have to wait seven years instead of 10 or 15. Uh, and, and it only exacerbates the problem. And, and it's important that these numbers come out there, and it's important that we get these statistics out and talk about names and faces. Uh, this is not something that we can think about in the abstract and just say poverty is somebody else's yeah. problem. Uh, it's everybody's problem because it does have an impact on our entire community. Uh, and, and, you know, when we start talking about some of the problems going on in this community and some of the problems in neighborhoods, uh, start looking at the root causes. And this is the, usually it goes right down. If you want to get right down to the elementary part of it, Joanne, it's all, it starts with poverty. And, and, it really and, and problems grow from that. I think probably is a big part of that. And also, to be able, anybody who gets money from these provincial programs, every cent of it gets spent locally here in our community. You know what I'm saying? It's not like money's just being sent down the pipe and people are just spending it willy-nilly. It's going on basic needs. It's going on things people need that services in our own community are, 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 will also feel that impact. It helps with business. It helps everywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, there's no downside to it except some political rhetoric about making children go out to work and the disabled wheel, hop, or limp all the way to the employment center. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you've got to take the blinders off and say, here's the reality check. At some point, we're better than this as Canadians. We are better than this, that we would let children and people suffer unneedlessly when we could actually do something about it. It's just wrong. Well, this is a, a very important report, and, and it's called Hunger Count. I know you do this on an annual basis, and and, and when I'm looking at this actually compared to, to last year, uh, the numbers are not getting any better. Uh, you know, we talk about the renaissance that's going on in Hamilton and the money that's being invested, and these are all good news stories, and we need to obviously talk about that. But we can't turn our backs on those that are still falling behind as, as we try to move forward. We, you know, the, the whole idea of a compassionate society is to say, look, reach back and try to help that individual along. And we, we seem to have forgotten or lost a lot of that in the last little while. And, and I, I think this is a wake-up a wake call, really, Joanne, uh, to say, look, we've got to do something about this. This is not about a provincial government that says, well, we're worried about our bottom line. Uh, this is a provincial yeah. government that seems to have turned their back on those that are vulnerable, and not just Hamilton, but in every other community. And every community across the province, Bill, that's happening in every community. And now let me just talk about the Renaissance just for a moment. I am so happy our city is transforming. It's changing a lot of wonderful things. But nobody's buying houses that the people we serve. Nobody's going out for dinner or doing art or any of those things. Even though those things are wonderful, that doesn't translate into a, a help for the people we serve. It's an economic imbalance. And until we fix that economic imbalance, they'll never be able to participate, just like you and I, in our very community that we live in. And, and for, uh, when you say never leave anybody behind, this is exactly how we feel in the food bank network, the emergency food network and the food. We do feel like Marines. No one gets left behind. We will do, we use every second, every minute of our day to ensure that, you know, food is put on the shelf so those frontline agencies, so they can do their, their work at the front line, talking to people and figuring out how are they going to help people move forward, not just with food, but for other assistance and other, uh, you know, supports that might be in the community. I, I really take my hat up to those frontline agencies. They're amazing people. And thank God for Hamilton, we have them. Joanne Santucci at Hamilton Food Share. Joanne, thanks so much for the time today. Greatly appreciated. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. You have a good day. You too. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.